Yeah, The Last of Us is a game, and it's got a... Oh, man, what's his name? Mandalorian. Who's the Mandalorian? Oh, um, Pablo Pasquel. Yeah. Pablo Pascal. Pop Pablo? No. Pop Pedro. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Hello, stranger. It is episode 215. 215, right on schedule, right? This is. <laughs> there we go. Right on schedule, like the herd of turtles. <laughs> I missed you, man. I missed you. Yeah, we're getting it going again. Ba- after the holidays, a couple extra weekends here that were out of whack. Now mid January feels like uh, feels like we're we can get back to business. I think so. I think so. I think we can get back to basics, get what needs to be done done, and talk some beer week trailers, what we're watching, get back to a standard show. Awesome. With that said, what's your beer? My beer this evening is called Grim and Cold. Grim and Cold. See, does it say Grim and Cold, or does it say Grim and Resident Culture? It might be Grim and Resident Culture, but see, it has Grim across the top, and then it has the and, and then it has the cold down here. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's Grim and Resident Culture. But anyway, it is a cold IPA with rice, Simcoe, and rice. Motuka? Mo, mo. What is what does a cold IPA mean? Uh, I have like no it's in idea. the fridge? What what if I what if I didn't put it in the fridge? What if it was like middle of July yeah. and what, what, it left it in the car? I don't know. How can it still be cold? All right, well exactly. All right, so while I pour this, what what do you have this evening? I have a Hop Saint IPA. Nice. Uh Mosaic, Amarillo, and Telus hops. Okay. Seven point one ABV and fifty five IBU. Oh my god, you beat me by point one. This is a seven point oh. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We're measuring dicks today. <laughs> uh this is su- super hazy. Well, well, I was watching yours and all of a sudden mine overflowed. I need to go get a rag. Hang on. All right. Clean it up. Okay. Yeah, I was watching you. You're like showing me like, look at this. It's all hazy. And I'm just, I kept pouring and I'm just like, whoa. You're like over the top. Yeah, it's just, it was some foam that went over. No big deal. So I'm all cleaned up. So so here, let's let's dive into this cold, this quote unquote cold IPA. Okay. It says the opposite of a hazy IPA, this dry and quenching quote cold IPA quote is brewed with lager yeast and rice. What does that mean, Jimmy, from a brewer? Okay, so lager yeast and rice. So rice is like an adjunct that get they put in. Okay. And you have lager yeast and ale yeast. So what it probably sounds like to me is you have an IPA hop and grain, a hop schedule and grain bill. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And if you're using an ale ales typically ferment like 66 68 70 degrees okay whereas uh, lagers uh, lager yeast typically ferments around like say 35 degrees or so wow that big a difference so they're a lot colder so you have a top fermenter and a bottom fermenter right 
And it sounds like because they're using lager yeast with the IPA the way they're they're making it, um, it sounds like what they're doing is they're just calling a cold because they have to do a cold in order for the yeast to do what the yeast needs to do. So it's like a cold IPA is kind of like the closest thing to a lager that I might like. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm curious, like, does it taste... Does it have like a lager crispness to it or? It it definitely has a crispness to it. It has, um, and it, then it, it goes on to say a little bit about the a crisp canvas for Simcoe and Motuka hops. Keep cold drink now. Yeah, it, it feels a lot lighter than an IPA. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have that overbearing citrus kind of, you know, IPA pucker. So so it's a lot mellower than than a typical IPA, but it is it is interesting and 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 tasty. Yeah, and the rice, I mean what the rice is gonna do is that just provides more sugars for the yeast to consume. So uh. A lot of times they call they call rice like an adjunct. Mm-hmm. So rice doesn't really impart any flavor. Mm-hmm. What it does is it takes the grain and it reduces the amount of specialty grains that you're going to use. Okay. And the rice essentially makes it like less expensive to brew. Okay. Yeah. So that's why it's like an adjunct. It just adds. So adjunct or filler. It's like a filler, yeah. It adds it adds sugars for the yeast to like but, uh, eat up on. But neutral, neutral. Like starch, yeah. you know, it's like a starchy sugar, okay. you know, like carbohydrate. Cool. Um, yeah, so I think that's what you got going on there. And, and mine is, it's it's it has that sort of a grapefruity flavor to it. Right. It's very crisp. The IBUs being at 55, so the IBUs aren't too high, so it's not bitter at all. It's It's very sweet. It's like a, a sweet hoppy rather than like a bitter hoppy. Okay. You know, I know we oftentimes we talk about citrus and so on. Yeah. But it's not citrus to the extent of like, you know, sometimes you have like a good orange or even like a lemonade. Right. This is more like, or, or you get like a bitter sour sort of a, of a, a grapefruit could be kind of bitter or sour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more like it's sweet. It's like if you had like okay. a grapefruit, but you sprinkled a lot of sugar over the top or something. I see. I see. Yeah. So it's good. It's good. The way the way I used to eat my grapefruit with my grandmother in, in uh, Sarasota, Florida. There you go. Tons of sugar. <laughs> I know. I used to do the same when I was a kid. I used to do the same. So what you been up to since last we spoke? Well, so much, so much, so much. It's, oh yeah, <laughs> highlights, lowlights. I don't know. High highlights, highlights has really been a lot. Probably the same thing with what we're watching and all the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Highlights is definitely water polo. Uh, Audrey, Audrey's been playing a lot of water polo. When does the season end? I thought it was over. No, the season is very short. It's all of January, so the season ends pretty much in. Um, on at the end of the month and i think then they have i guess i'm thinking a boys water polo that ended exactly boys what boys water polo is already over uh, audrey started on the uh, january 3rd or 5th or something like that okay and and uh her team is in conference 6 and 0 so that's a good nice good record <laughs> definitely top of the nice. top of the league they're uh, prospects <laughs> uh yesterday they went uh 27 to 1 <laughs> they won what and- there's no slaughter rule <laughs> 
Or is it like once they get so high, the clock just runs? <laughs> no, I think the refs at the end of the game in the, la- in the last couple of minutes, the refs were giving uh, our coach the the evil eye and trying to get him to stop scoring. But they were just like, you know, let the girls score, or like let let the girls play. This is varsity sports, you know. Um, and JV, he definitely didn't didn't do this. Didn't he had him shoot around and stuff. But in varsity, he had kept them scoring, and the ref just started uh, ejecting the girls. <laughs> so they got their one goal when it was uh, six on four. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, but you know, it's like when you watch football, and and like one team is destroying the other team, and then they put in the third stringers. And they're still scoring. It's like at some point, like, I mean, what are you going to do? Just stand there? You, you have to still like keep like snapping the ball and running. Yeah. It's like if you can't stop us, that's not our problem. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think and I think that 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 was the thing. And then today's game was uh, very, very tight. It was the, the girls uh, our John Burroughs girls won 14, uh, 12, I believe. So. Much, much closer. So who is John Burroughs? <laughs> oh, man, I didn't know I was going to get a Burbank quiz this evening. Uh, I don't know who John Burroughs is. Well, you always is. talk about John Bur- I'm like, who is this guy? John Burroughs. I'll have to find out. I'll have to ask ChatGPT who John Burroughs is. <laughs> and I'll get a little book report. Do you, do you, are you using ChatGPT? No, I am not. But I hear everything uh, about it all over the place. I love ChatGPT. Okay. And the one thing that I did do. Uh, last weekend was I read a book, and when I say read a book, obviously I meant I listened to a book audio book on on Audible. Audio books are reading, and uh, and it was it's called the Coddling of the American Mind. I I would love for you. I mean, I'm, I'm coddling of the American mind. The coddling of the American mind. Okay, and it really goes through the premise of the fact that um, this idea of safe spaces and all of the new terminology that's coming out of universities and, and all of the, you know. Ted, after this, can we have a cry-in? <laughs> no, we cannot because that's not the point. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I love it because it was it, it goes into the ideas that, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is the truth. But they kind of have flipped that on its head and they've definitely taken it. They've taken something that that is – a clinical diagnosis of PTSD and just extrapolated it down to the most minuscule uh, offenses. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if you're if you're offended, then you you are unsafe. Microaggressions. Yeah, exactly. Same that they go into that very extensively. Well, I listen to podcasts and what they say is, you know, like sometimes they're going to be like, you know, I don't know. And you can tell when they're like millennial podcasters. <laughs> Right. Because before every statement, they have to they have to give you the trigger warning. They don't want it. They don't want to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Right. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. It's got to give you a trigger warning. And they and then they say something that's like, really, that was a trigger warning. Yeah. Like, I'm not triggered. We're we're Gen X. We're Gen X. We're <laughs> let me just say we are going to talk about a trailer tonight that I, I, I the first question I have is and this is going to be a little tease until we get there. Uh-huh. The first question I had is, are the sensitive snowflakes who take offense to tongue in cheek, racist, anti-Semitic humor? Are they going to be offended? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. I mean. 
It's not blading, Blazing Saddles 2, because that would have been full, full on offensive. But. No, they they rang the bell every time the, the N-word was spoken. So. Um, and, but, so I, I, I read, I listened to that book, uh, Driving to and from Escondido. Okay. Um, last weekend, uh, I drove there. I drove to Disneyland one on Friday night. Yeah. And then on Sunday night, I drove to Esco and, and back. And on the way back, I was basically by myself because everybody else was passed out. We left the we left the uh, my brother and sister in law's house um, at like eleven, and then drove back here. And it was like pouring rain. It was that that driving pouring rain. Oh man, yeah, we had some crazy weather. And I was just like in the middle lane, and was in the the Tesla loner, you know, because my Tesla was in the shop for a week. Wait, what? Kids the talk. Yeah, the te- so my Tesla had a thing where you opened the back passenger door, back back driver side door, and when you opened it, about twenty percent of the time the frunk would open. So <laughs> oh, so it was like a body problem. It was like a wiring problem. It was like the wiring between you know the electronics that right 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 that's what i mean like you'd open one thing and then like the other thing would happen but right and the other thing opens but but it was hard to catch it wasn't like a motor issue or something it wasn't a motor yeah the motor the motors are pretty oh god knock on wood the motors are pretty rock solid i did uh there was some fogging on the on the cameras because of all the rain and the cold sure and yeah we took, I it, bet. we took it to arrowhead i don't know have we have we spoken since i've been to arrowhead too we went to arrowhead the weekend before uh we texted and stuff yeah so we got we're getting the cameras replaced we had the b pillar camera replaced we had one of the it's all under warranty one still? of the repeater plays yeah it's all under warranty oh man so they they took care of it all that'd be a probably a fortune if it wasn't zero dollars zero dollars out of the shop for the week nice uh but driving a, we i was driving a model s but an old like a a 75D Model S, which I don't even know. I thought you were going to say a 1975 Model S. <laughs> <laughs> no, 1875 Model S. No. Um, so I, I'm sure it was like eight years old, you know, and it it was like, I, I don't know. Nice car? Or? It's, a ni- it's a nice smooth ride, but the kids didn't like the back seat. It was kind of cramped. They said S stands for single because you had to be single to enjoy that car. Um, Really? Because that's a bigger car, isn't it? It's wider, but it's not. But it's a sedan. It's a four door low car. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the X. Um, so that was fun. Um, how, how, what have you been up to? You've been doing anything fun? Oh man. Yeah. Fun. Right. <laughs> no. So going to work, going places, you know, rain, whatever, and all this stuff. And I got some, uh, speaking of electric vehicles <laughs> on uh, the urban arrow, my, uh, e-cargo bike, you know, the bike has about 12,500 miles on it. Okay. And you know, it's a Bosch system. So, you know, pretty high end e-bike system. Right. And I was getting some errors on the battery. Oh, no. And I took it to a bike shop. You know, and this thing's, I mean, it's 105 pounds. It's like, I don't know, it's eight feet long or so, whatever it is. So I drive down with the minivan. I go down to Bicycle Bob's and they can't figure it out. And I said, ah, whatever. Just, they didn't charge me anything. So I bring it back and I'm like, it's the battery. I know it's the battery. So I get a new battery. Batteries aren't cheap, by the way. It's like 800 bucks for a battery. Whoa. 
I got a, I got a, a bigger battery too, though. Okay. Not bigger in in casing, but bigger in capacity. Capacity, yeah. exactly. Uh, put the battery on. Things been rock solid. Nice. That said, we sold Clarissa's Rad Wagon electric cargo bike. You know, a Rad Power bike. Yeah. And while my bike was incapacitated with no battery, yeah, we went downtown to go visit um, some friends. Barbecued. He made pulled pork. It was awesome on a smoker and all this stuff and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was riding the the red wagon. Red wagon had like uh, I don't know 20 or so uh, newton meters of torque less than what like the Urban Arrow has and it's a sit it's like a long tail cargo bike so the boys sit on the back right and it sits kind of high so there's a high center of gravity mm. and they're wobbly as all get out because they're heavy now right? And this bike just had no power, you know, the, the motor. I mean, I had it on like five and it's not moving anywhere and it's all wobbly and I'm like about to lose control. And I told Clarissa, I said, man, like with my weight and my power and my strength and stuff, you know, with riding and and. I can't handle the bike really that well. I'm like, there's no way I'm letting you ride with the boys on there with, you know, you're so much lighter and more petite than I am, you know? And Right, right. So we wound up selling it. She sold it to a guy at work, and we bought an extra cycle uh, E-Swoop. Okay. So it, it's, the, it's a similar style. The torque on the thing is outrageous. And it has a really low center of gravity. So it's going to be here tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I get to build it tomorrow. And uh, looking forward to that. I installed the USB chargers on our touring bike. So it's all bike talk. This Your Tesla talk <laughs> on bike talk. So I put the USB chargers on our touring bike. So we have these uh, dyno hubs. They're like a uh, it's like a generator hub. Yeah. So as you ride and it, they work awesome. I mean, like my little bit of ride to work, it's like a 12 minute bike ride to work. It charged my iPhone like five percent. Really? And that. It, yeah. So they, it worked great. Um, and we're going to be riding from Whidbey Island in uh, Washington state back to here in the summer. So that's why we're doing all this stuff with the bikes. Awesome. And then, so on that, the same touring bikes, I ordered bike tires and I wanted to get these Schwalbe marathon bike tires for the, the flat resistance and all the stuff. <laughs> and they had like these bulges in them. So I was like, oh, man, like I can't ride these things. And like when you ride, you feel the bump, 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 bump. You feel the rhythmic hop. Oh, wow. And they're rubbing on the fenders and stuff. So I contact Schwalbe. I said, yeah, yeah, I want to get the I didn't return them yet. Well, I did now. But at the time, I didn't return them. Yeah. I said, you know what? Let me see if I can get them warranted and just see what they say. And the guy got back to me from Schwalbe. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's talking to me and he's doing all this stuff. Send me some pictures. So I sent him pictures. Haven't heard back. This is like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Right. So finally, I was just like, screw it. You know, I sent I, I bought him through Amazon, sent him back. Well, it's a third party thing. So the guy, the bike shop that had him on Amazon, whatever, he's he's like kind of like pushing back. And finally, I'm like, dude, I tried to get a hold of Schwalbe to avoid this whole mess. Right. And they suck. <laughs> so I'm sending them back to you, you know, so they got sent out today. Uh-huh. And yeah, it, it. so it's been like all these bike problems that all bike problems i mean some bike problems that led to like a new bike yeah we got 
I think her rad wagon was like two thousand. She puts like eight thousand miles on the bike. We sold it for seven hundred. Nice. The new bike's like fifty five hundred. Outrageous, but upgrade. <laughs> upgrade, yeah. You know, but I mean she rides it all the time and stuff and, and it just got to the point where it was just time for, you know, it's like in the in the evolution of things, we're at the end of the line and and you know, we have like these amazing Bosch bikes yeah, and all this stuff. Yeah, and no. so it's kinda it's pretty cool. So I looked it up, it, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting it built for her and she will be back in business. Awesome. So yeah, yeah. All right, man, let's talk a few trailers. Okay. So uh, while you were fixing computer problems, I did watch the <laughs> Scream trailer. Okay. All right. So why don't we start there? All right. Scream Scream 6. Scream 6. <laughs> I remember when Scream came out. Uh-huh. Like I'm going to say 98ish. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't I don't remember the year, but let's let's look it up while, while we talk about it. Look it up. I remember the year because I was dating this girl that I had the hots for. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, man? She came over to my house. What did you say? What year did you say? I said 98. Oh, 96. Oh, 96. Yeah. Okay. Close. Okay. Close. So maybe I was dating her in 97 then. Okay. Because it was out for it was already out like for on DVD. Rental. Was it DVD or was it like, I guess DVDs were around at the time. Ah, they were definitely around, yeah. Or was it Laserdisc? I think both of them were around. Well, Laserdisc was... Laserdisc was first, but DVDs took off, so... No, this was probably a DVD. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, we go out on a date. She comes, she's like, I'll go back to your place. I'm like, oh, man, game on, right? <laughs> I got the horror movie. <laughs> so I put the horror movie in thinking she's going to, like, jump into my arms and get all scared. <laughs> well, it wasn't really that scary of a movie. It was it was almost like a tongue in cheek horror movie. Yeah, it's it's a thriller a decomposition of a horror flick. Right, but watching the Scream 6 trailer, that's straight on like slasher horror. <laughs> it it's not the same Scream. Well, yeah, I guess so. You think it is? It it has evolved. It has evolved uh, but it it always has that um it has that self-awareness that that is that is a a, a mainstay of the franchise. And you know, Courtney Cox, you know, to still have her in here is is kind of like I know so great. You know, uh, I just I love it. I think it it's trying to hold true to its its roots. But yes, it is more of a slash. I mean, even the first one was was a slasher. It just it just was punctuated with a lot more humor than this feels like. But this is just the trailer, so maybe they're just upselling the horror. So I think Jenna Ortega is a great. It girl of the moment, you know, Wednesday was a great series. I heard it was good. I, we haven't seen it yet, but it, it, I heard it was great. It's worth a watch. We worked with her back in the day and stuck in the middle, you know, Disney Channel. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that show. So I've had her at some of the, the, the functions and things that we parties that we put on for other things. But she's always been great to work with. And so the fact that she's getting into this scream queen of the <laughs> the 2020s, you know, is kind of amazing and, and great. Scream queen. Yeah. So she's been in a couple horror <laughs> flicks and, you know, and and the she's been in two of these now. So I think it's a good it's a good fit. And I think this is another strong. Uh, I think the big thing for me was that scream really took 
the female point of view and and really kind of flipped that where it took it gave women the power back when slasher films kind of seemed to take it away i guess i guess maybe halloween did that too a little with jamie lee curtis but yeah i I, I mean i think when you look at like friday the 13th and what is it like there's 17 of those things or something right you know (laughs) it's like he jason Voorhees never paid attention to you or never tried to kill you until you had sex (laughs) once you started getting it on uh, then you were dead <laughs> you were marked marked for death just you know stay celibate and yeah and, and you're you're good you'll survive the the movie <laughs> i don't know why that is but maybe he has some uh what would freud say about that <laughs> it's it's a puritan a puritan producer trying to scare people into <laughs> right. celibacy <laughs> That's it. See that? Don't let her take your uh, virginity. You'll both die in a spear. That's right. From a spear through the bed. Through through the bottom of the bed and the floor because he's in the crawl space. <laughs> I know. But I mean, I don't know, man. Scream. Like I saw the first one. I haven't seen the next five. Or, well, four. But and then yeah. the fifth one to come now. I mean. I don't know. These movies aren't my aren't my jam. I love I loved Scream. Scream was Scream was like the first one was cool. I did like it. It was like a filmmaker's horror movie because it was so self-referential, like self-aware. So I have I've stayed in involved in and in viewing the this uh, the franchise. Um, and I love the reboot that just happened. So this is like amazing to have a, a reboot that you call Scream and that's Scream what five <laughs> uh but you don't call it scream five and then now you're gonna have the the next one and you're gonna call it scream six it's kind of it's scream cinco. <laughs> cinco. but what does it say though i mean when it's like 27 years later <laughs> scream is still going i mean what does that say for hollywood when it comes to i mean it's the same it's the same issue we have with Lots of sequels. Right. Or lots of, uh, you know, we don't have any ideas, so let's do another play on this old trope of a TV series or something. Yeah, I think it has to do, yeah. I mean, Hollywood does that a lot. They do it a lot, and it's a it's a tried and true idea of a franchise. You know, a franchise will make you more money. You know, there's a built-in audience. You don't have to do the same level of heavy lifting, you know, um, in, in startups and in, in technology, they said it's a lot harder to go from zero to one than from one to any other number, you know, to, well, like Warren Buffett says, the first million is the hardest to make. Exactly. Exactly. So, right. It's the same so thing. I it, guess. it is the same. Like once you have something that is a known IP, once you have a known intellectual property, it's, it's easier and it, it reaps more rewards it'll it'll pull in more box office if it if it is a known commodity and you'll you'll spend less on the marketing if people know the franchise of screen so i think it's there's a right there's a lot of economic reasons to just plow through and and use uh, existing ip so with that said I mean, let's jump ahead to Bo is Afraid in A24. Another horror film. Another horror film. We, and we'll, we'll lighten it up after this with the, <laughs> uh, the, te- the Mel Brooks te- uh, teaser from earlier. <laughs> right, right. So we're talking about Scream 6. I think Bo is Afraid is Misery 2. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of like he gets 
trapped in this place. He can't. They won't let him leave. Right. Kind of like how Kathy Bates was like, you know, doing whatever she did in misery, cracking the guy's ankles or something. So I think for me, that was a, like one very small part of this film. And the thing that the trailer, so the, the, the trailer for Bo is Afraid, the thing that I love about the trailer is that it goes it goes to all these places. The The film feels like it spans 50 years and it feels like there's definitely bouts of psychedelic. <laughs> I was going to say lots of acid, trips. lots of acid trips, and, you know, on the golden uh, brick road. Yeah. I mean, and it goes there and it's a horror film. So you kind of have to, right. You know, Ari Aster, uh, he did Her- hereditary and midsummer hereditary. I loved midsummer. Eh, it's okay. Um, but it's you want to talk about original like this guy has had the an original idea, you know, both of his other films are horror films, but they've been originals. So it feels like he and A24 also they don't have, you know, existing IP to leverage. So they just plow into new material all the time. So this is this is something. Yeah, a- absolutely. And I would say their budget is not the budget of a Universal or a Paramount or, you know, any of the big the, the big players. Right. But, you know, I mean, they do land like they're landing the Joaquin Phoenix. And, you know, I mean, definitely looks like a solid movie. And I would definitely watch this over Scream 6. OK. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how 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 much of a horror flick it really is you know right i mean it might be that it plays out horror on the trailer but as it goes through you don't know in context what's actually happening and why he's doing the things he's doing yeah because who knows what drugs he's on i mean this guy's insane (laughs) yeah i think they're they're calling it a surrealist surrealist horror flick so that's that's interesting surrealist horror (laughs) i don't even know what that means right it's like Dolly. <laughs> Talking about surrealist, let's get back to uh, a, a third sequel. <laughs> so we have uh, Scream. Well, I don't even. I wouldn't even call Scream Six a sequel. It's a sequel. <laughs> it's a sequel. It's a sequel to the reboot. So yeah, it's a sequel. A sequel to the reboot. Because <laughs> five was a reboot. <laughs> okay, sure. Whatever you tell me. <laughs> And then we have, I don't know, Bo is Afraid, Hints of Misery. Yeah. Oh, that's my three word. Uh, there you go. Hints, Hints of, of misery. misery. You did it. You did it. Subconsciously. Yes. You're doing Talk long enough. I'll come up with something. <laughs> and then we have History of the World Part Two. Yes. Finally. History of the World. When did that come out? That was like Ugh. 80 or something. Oh, it had to be earlier than that. Yeah. Look that up. That one up too. We, how do we not have that in queue? <laughs> <laughs> right. But I remember when History of the World Part One came out. I loved it so much. I like I like Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie so much, though. I remember watching it, thinking, "Ah, oh, History of the World Part Two is going to be right around the corner," <laughs> and it never came. And I never realized that saying Part One was just a shtick. Right, right, right. Yeah, and it's like okay, and you know, I'm ten years old or whatever, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess that was like the shtick. Yeah, 1981. Yeah. You're right. 81. You're right. Right nice. I was I was yeah, I was 10 years there old. I was 10 years old. So, yeah, I you know, I thought that movie was the best. And this one, I mean, they cover the gamut from like the 
end of like Roman times all the way through to like now. I mean, right. Yeah, they cover it all. So it looks really funny. As I mentioned earlier, you know, we're looking at safe spaces and cry-ins <laughs> and all this. And I mean, you know, I wonder how it's going to play to the to the sensitives. Yeah. The, the, there's some sensitive people out there these days. Yeah, I don't. Xers aren't sensitive. <laughs> I mean, but I think I think Zers and millennials, their feelings get hurt. I feel bad for them. They're feel, you know, my feelings get hurt when their feelings get hurt, Ted. Oh, you're so gentle and nice. If you were here, I'd hug you. <laughs> But you're you're you know. nice because you have to deal with those high schoolers and stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> those Gen Z guys. I know. They're gonna cancel me. <laughs> no, I love I love I love it. I think I think it's I think it's refreshing. And I think while while we all walk around and we walk on eggshells for, for these generations, I think we don't have to. And I think if it's funny enough. It it will break through. I agree. I agree. I mean, and it, it you know it 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 has to be funny. And Mel Brooks is you know genius, geniusly funny. He's genius level funny. I think when you hear when you hear people say, "I'm not racist. I hate everyone." <laughs> There's that kind of an attitude, right? Right. And what I get from this is this isn't. You know, fill in the blank. This isn't anti-Semitic. It's not racist. It's none of this stuff. It pokes fun at everyone. Right. Does that give it the green light to say that, you know, it's it's safe? No. Because every <laughs> no, no one's safe. It's it's kind of like when everyone is special, no one is special. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it just has to, you know, each... Because of the way that the world is now, you cannot look at the body of work as a complete body of work in context. I think each one of these set pieces would have to be um, standalone funny out of context and it has to you know hold to to be kept from being misused against you know the movie and the people making the movie and all that so yeah. And that's, again, the coddling of the American mind talks about that where people go into it. So so here's here's my thought, my thought on it. The legal, the legal, the, the lawyers, I, we're not, you know, as a whole, we're not big fans of lawyers, but the lawyers got a couple things right. They, they talk about, the lawyers talk about intent. What was your intention when you did an act or something? And they talk about a reasonable person. It all boils down. What would a reasonable how would a reasonable person have acted in your situation? And and what we've done with with the the younger millennials and, and the Gen Z's is that we've taken out the reasonable person and we've taken out the intent. And it's all about how you receive something and what you specifically feel when you hear something. So it has nothing to do with a reasonable person. It has to do with just one person's feeling, regardless of how reasonable or unreasonable they are, and has nothing to do with the person who's saying the utterance. It has nothing to do with their intent. It only has to do with the reception of it. And I think, to me, that's the huge mismatch. Is like Mel Brooks' intent is to you know entertain and delight, you know. But but if but if he misses, like even if a stand-up comedian misses, like they are you know canceled and 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 ridiculed and and pulled in front of the the court of public opinion and 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 canceled. So I don't know. I think 
we have a lot. I'm hopeful that this is good and it does enough without playing it safe, you know? Yeah, and I like how his legacy cell is from 1974 to 83. <laughs> He's done nothing since like 83 on, but it's like all of his like 70s and early <laughs> 80s stuff, you know, like Young Frankenstein yeah, yeah. and Blazing Saddles and... Yeah. So, no, I think you're right, though, in in so far as, you know, like, hey, his humor is so highbrow that how can you question? Right. Yeah. So this one, I will definitely it's four nights. It looks like it's, it's a four part series. Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Well, right. That's what I was getting to. Right. Uh, they're, it sounds like they're doing four nights in a row or something. I think so. I think that that's the way it sounds. Yeah, like it's going to be like Monday through Thursday or something. I don't know. They they've they've eventized it. They've eventized it. Yes. <laughs> I uh, I think I'm going to have to get back on Hulu for this one. Oh wow! It's gonna it's gonna move. It'll move. It'll move the needle for you. I love it. At least for a month. At least for a month because. I mean, since 81, I've been waiting for part two. I, I, I mean, how do I not get on? You know, like it's just and I remember like back at the covid times, uh -huh. he and his son did like, you know, don't like kill me sort of a little covid PSA. Oh, right, 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 right. Through the glass, through his window or something. It was nice. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Something like that. Yeah. And I mean, what he's got to be like, what, 97 or something? 96, 97. I mean, the dude's like old. Right. And he but still he sharp as like he looked good. Oh, man, he's he's like sharp as a whip, man. That guy can crack it. <laughs> so he is 96, 96. That's unbelievable. All right, man. So uh, uh -huh. what we're watching, let's get into that. Let me jump into okay. it. You know, um, I, I like want to know what you're watching, too, but I'm going to jump into it really quick because I know one of the things we all watched. OK, and that is Kaleidoscope. Uh I didn't watch it, but yes, I tried to. You didn't watch it? Uh, yes, I, I, I know everybody in, that I talk to has oh watched it, has seen it, and seen it in different ways. But I started with the green episode with Anne, and it we did too, and it was the most violent episode. And ten minutes what? into it, Anne was like, "Nope, I'm out." It <laughs> It's not violent. <laughs> they 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 starts in a prison and they cut each other up and stuff. Yeah, that's like as bad as it got. Ah, I gotta tell it. We gotta get back into it. Yeah, it's not okay. bad. I mean, it's there's violence. Yes, it's not that bad. Okay. Let me. Okay, so you, we started with Green too. How did you? come to watch green i picked it randomly okay we went with what netflix fed us oh nice okay so we just said like just hit play and go right but we watched green yellow blue violet orange red pink and white nice all right and that's how they fed it so they fed it to you and i heard white is supposed to be at the end and you can you can switch out all of them and you can switch out white too if you want but they kind of suggest to leave white to the end. Did that make sense? One 10 second scene in white is the reason everybody says leave it to. I won't tell you what it is. OK. All right. But they said leave it to the end. However, I, I have I have two comments. One, I would have preferred to watch it linear. OK. Just in order in timeline order. Chron chronological order. Yeah. Chronological order. Exactly. OK. And two, 
they talk about like the Easter egg in a sense is you could do any order you want to do. Right. My opinion is you could take any TV show and just like, <laughs> you know, roll the dice and just watch it in random order. And it's this, there's nothing that says you could watch it in various orders. You could do it with any TV okay, show right, and just right. piece it all together. I mean, they're all episodes nothing leads to anything you know they're just like rant like right when one episode ends it ends on like a cliffhanger you're like oh my god you know and then like because of the order you watch it three episodes later they pick up the cliffhanger oh my god no <laughs> yeah if you just watched it in chronologic order it would have made more sense you know and you would have been you would have been satisfied like 24 <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly but no i mean you could take any television show and just like throw the dice and just however it lands and watch it and it's the same thing okay yeah there's no like magic to this <laughs> but with that said a very good heist series okay uh i think they hyped the the process yeah you know the randomness of it a, a little bit too much okay eh whatever it doesn't matter Watch it whatever order you want. It's just, it's all nonsense. However, here was the other thing. So Pink was what you would consider the final episode. And that happened before, like, it's, in other words, Pink and White were the ones they, like, reversed. Ah, uh, okay. Right? So the heist happens and then, you know, like, in, in chronological order, Pink and White reversed. The thing about it is... When Pink was done, you knew how it ended, and it made White not really that fun to watch. Okay. And the only thing that made White good to watch, and the reason people say watch it at the end, is because of the last 10 seconds. It's the actual heist, right? Well, it's the actual heist, but the last 10 seconds is why you would watch White last. So I should watch White first, because that would be like anti-social anti like, counter counterculture uh, if you watched white first you know what watching white first would actually be probably pretty cool <laughs> because then there's a scene that leads to the ending of white and then you'd be and then you would immediately know and go like that's what it was nice so you would so you would get the you would get the easter egg before it would be the chicken before the egg yeah but but it throws a loop, though, and I, I'm not going to okay. say why, but it throws a loop where you think something else happened, but actually something else happened. Ah, I see. I see. OK. Yeah. And that's why that last 10 seconds is probably the reason everyone says watch White Last. So the, if you watched it, so you say you would have rather watched it in chronological order. Are you willing to, I guess you give it a break, you know, watch other things and come back to it and say... Then you do the violet, green, oh, yellow, orange, blue, white, red, pink, because that would be chronological. Is that chronologic? That's chronological. <laughs> yeah, Violet's 24 years before the heist. Green is seven years. I'm reading this off a website, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right about that. So there you go. Would you would you watch it again? I think that's what they're doing with, with putting in the, the randomness of the order. That's a good question. I would, like, what I would do, since we just saw it, I wouldn't do it now because- right. Give it six months. But when I forget the details. Yeah. Give it six months. Year. Six months to a year. Right. Yeah. Like a year, let's say. I would certainly do that and see how it plays out different. 
The only thing is, though, it's one of those things where, like, you forget, mm-hmm. and then, like, one little scene sparks in your in your memory, and then you remember the whole show. All of it. <laughs> all of it. All, all of it floods it. back like, in. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That was a linchpin. Um, and then we watched another one uh, from what you recommended. Okay. Well, I don't know if you recommended, but you said you guys watched. It was Pepsi Where's My Jet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you know what's insane? What's that? Speaking of memories flooding in, (laughs) when they start showing all the different ads. Yes. The Jordan ad (laughs) when they're when they're playing horse and it's like bouncing off all the buildings and stuff. I mean, that was 30 years ago. (laughs) It may have well been yesterday. Right. Right. It was so like all those ads, man. It was so like the memories were so like on point and so tack sharp you could almost you could almost smell the sunny d <laughs> oh my god and you know the michael jackson one the shack one i mean yeah yeah all of those all of those were so like on point i was just like oh and i remember the ad itself with the harrier coming down yeah no i remember that yeah i totally remember the ad i didn't know the story at all Right. It was it was completely yeah. Yeah. It's like it was the story was so famous, but I never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun. And you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I was I was hoping that something more would come out than just no. <laughs> I think at the end though, I agree with the final judgment that a reason again it goes back to the reasonable person. There you go, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yes, on a technicality, there wasn't a disclaimer. But I think a reasonable person would know they're not giving away a Harrier jet. Right. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and but if you look at it from a, a technicality and a disclaimer point of view, they didn't disclaim saying this isn't real. It's a joke. You know, I've, I've been wor- I've been working in children's television for almost 15 years now. And and forget reasonable re- throw reasonable person out the window. Because they're like eight. We're talking to children, so we have to be beyond a resource. We have to make sure everything's in context, completely understood. And when we put legal copy, we put the legal copy and we aim it towards the parents. But we're, but we're, but we have to have legal copy on everything that has any kind of you know purchase around it and and adjacent to it. So or contests, I any any contests, yeah, sweepstakes. You know, see see website for details. There's all total sweepstake rules. You know, it's it's uh it's very very buttoned up. At work. So the fact that Pepsi runs the fast and loose with this is just crazy. And and I had heard recently, I heard like six months ago, I heard about the the Philippines. You know, I, I grew, grow, growing up, I you know all I knew was whenever we'd visit, you know, I visited the Philippines what three times, four times. My my mother's family's from there, but I knew that it was we we're a coke household. We're a coke household because the Philippines was <laughs> was put into a riotous civil war because of this contest. Yeah, and and, and Pepsi never made good on it. You know, what I mean, they they destroyed oh, lives and I people know. died because their contest was was run in a very you know unprofessional manner. So you know, it's kind of crazy to think that you know a whole country could be 
turned against a, a soda because they were were run like a that. Soda. But yeah, that's a great a great doc, huh? I think the best part of the entire documentary though was at the end when he starts learning that his case is in it's like oh, case right, law right. in law schools <laughs> yeah. and and you know it keeps coming back like oh my god like I just dad I just read about this in law school <laughs> that was you that was amazing and it kept coming back to him and stuff in like various ways that people are like studying it to learn how not to repeat those mistakes and yeah. stuff you know and oh uh, that was so fun and the, my so we so it's it's a multi part right how many it's like six episodes or something uh off the top of my head I think it was six yeah. Ann and I watched it and the kids were kind of, eh, they weren't into it. It wasn't, you know, it didn't hit their, <laughs> their jam. It's not their, I mean, we're into it because it's our, it's our generation, really. I mean. Right, right, right. It's it's a nostalgia play that hit really hard. For sure. But yeah. at the end, Bryce was into it, you know, into it a little bit, but he really wanted them when they said that they got this judgment against, you know, against them and they didn't win, you know, Bryce was really, really put out you know he didn't he wanted them to win he thought it was he thought that they you know had the case you know he felt, he felt right about it he thought throughout the 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 dock sitting in front of the harrier jet it was his harrier jet <laughs> yeah he thought yeah he thought he thought he should have he should have gotten it or gotten some kind of settlement yeah and uh and i said you know he did get that's right in bryce's wheelhouse that's how old the kid was right <laughs> exactly but I said to him, I think these guys won because they're climbing a mountain right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think. Right. I think. And I said, I bet this is part of what, what they said. If we're going to do this, there's one thing we haven't done. And we haven't done this, you know, what was it? Antarctica or something like this North Pole summiting or whatever. So it was like, let's let's make the production company pay for us to do this thing. <laughs> And we'll <laughs> I didn't even think of it that we'll, way. We'll roll it into the production of this documentary and you can interview us on top That's of the mountain. Amazing. And the guy's like he's you know, he's beat death a couple times, but you know, he's he's on the, the tail end of it. So it's Yeah. And that poor guy with his cancer, man. I was waiting for him to them to say like he passed away. Exactly. so was I. <laughs> In memory of or something. Right, right. right. But thank oh. thank goodness it didn't end that. That that South. <laughs> I know. And and it was nice to to see at the end, like, you know, he had a successful operation. It's in remission. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good. I think it was four episodes. Maybe yeah. I think it was four episodes. Yeah. So other. Oh, and then um, I think you guys also watched this one. The Witcher Blood Origin. We just started it. Is it is it good? Is it worth it? Yeah. So we're done. How many episodes is that? It's it's short. It's four. Oh, okay. Um, I enjoyed it, but it's not The Witcher, right? You right. know, like they have some of the chaos magic, and they have some of the stuff in there. But the bard, the bard is in there. We saw at the beginning of the bard, right? He's in the like. That's all he's in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that first five minutes, that's all he that's We didn't even get out of there either. So we gotta get back to that. Yeah, I mean it's you know, I I, I like how should I put it? You watch a series and you get you buy into mm -hmm. the series and then they try to like spin it into like, well, here's like this Origin. other story yeah. we're going to tell. 
And it, it's not even like a Witcher origin. I don't even know what it is. But it's like we're going to spin some other story and just label it with this title. Mm-hmm. And the ti- and even like the story doesn't have much to do with the Witcher. <laughs> like there's no wit. There, like there's no Witchers with like the the wolf no. medallions and no. stuff. You know, none of that. And I'm just like. What, what part of this is the witcher the witcher's blood but i mean i would say it's okay i like the the dwarf woman chick mm-hmm. you know she's fun i don't know how you would put that when she's bashing people with a warhammer but she's fun uh-huh. it's okay i mean i don't I, I like it it's just not the witcher so i guess it's like when you don't have henry cavill it's not the witcher Ugh. and if we don't have henry cavill is it superman anymore <laughs> It's going to have to be. Or Christopher Reeve, <laughs> yeah. right? No, but and then Henry Cavill. So I guess the third Witcher's coming out this summer, and then he's jumping ship. Right. He's doing Warhammer or something. He's going to do another another thing. I don't know what he's doing. But if you could see in the pictures, you see all those red right there, right? Although you, you no, you can't see. Here, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right there. I can see him. I can see him. They're over there. Yeah, right there. Yeah, I got it. Those are all Witcher books. Okay. Yeah, they're all Witcher books. No, there's a lot of books to go for what they have to yet film for Henry Cavill to bow out now, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> all right, Ted, how about you? Other than what I mentioned and what we talked about, um, what else have you been watching? So I've been, I'm, I'm back in the morning, in my morning grind, back in the treadmill. Um, so I'm out there solo. I'm all by myself and okay I'm trying I was trying to find stuff to watch the other day and I'm like I'm only out here for is it is it cold out in your out in your gym it's cold it's cold but oh yeah our our, our garage too but it's but it's cold but it's not windy so it's fine like it's as long as it's still coldness I think it's all right what's the temp when you get out there it's like 50 like 40 high 40s okay we're about Okay, yeah, we're about 50, 52. Yeah, yeah. I think right about that. I don't, yeah. I don't have a th- okay. I don't have a thermometer out there. I don't have a, you know, any kind of thermometer out there, but I just go in the outdoor temp. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm like, I can't waste time trying to figure out what I'm going to watch out here, you know? Oh, you don't do it the night before? No, no, no. I, you don't plan ahead? I don't plan ahead. But I just, I, I've turned Netflix into just a stand-up machine. <laughs> like, I just pick, I just pick a stand-up. And I'll watch it for two or three days. Oh, stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy. Just doing stand-up comedy. Okay. Uh, Neil Brennan, I watched a couple of his specials. Um, Isla, Isla somebody. I don't know. Um, she's great. And then there was this thing called The Hall, where they've taken some of the comedies that have passed away recently and uh, inducted them in. You mean comedian? Oh, yeah. Com- comedians. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Williams. Oh wow, yeah. George Carlin, Joan Rivers, and Richard Pryor. Oh man. So these were the 2022 inductees into the Hall, which is you know uh, the oh cool cool comedian Hall of Fame. So I I think that's really cool that they did that, um, and they had a little special about that. So I've been watching a lot of stand up. Uh, the new season of Servant is out. Oh okay, and it's. It's it's amazing. It's it's really turned on his head. And when you when you want to talk about misery, this is this is really done uh, done to misery. Yeah. All right, we're gonna have to get back to it then. So yeah, I think that's gonna be our next uh, on the trainer workout. Okay. All right. Did you do all all the way season three? You caught up. We we caught up on servant. Uh, I don't know when it ended. Like, what was that? Like eight months ago or something? Or yeah. So you, so you saw Dorothy fall. 
Yeah. Yeah, we saw yeah, we saw the whole thing. So Dorothy when Dorothy falls, obviously season four picks up where she she's like That was through the banister, whatever. Right, right. She knocks the banister, breaks her leg, and does all that stuff. Exactly. So now we're talking talking about this is super misery. She you know, um the girl is standing at the foot of the bed and she and Dorothy can't move. <laughs> and basically oh she's holding God. her son and she's like, you can hold him if you take two bites of food. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just some creepy, creepy stuff. Okay. Yeah. We got to watch how many is, is it all out or is it weekly at this point? It's weekly. I think there are two episodes out. Okay. Um, the second episode dropped today. It drops on Friday. Um, so I'd watched it. So by the time we get to it, we'll probably watch a couple. They're, what, they're, and, uh, they're half hour. They're half an hour. Yeah, they're 30 minutes, right? They're they're like bite size. Super small. Um, and then the one the one thing that I really wanted to watch HBO Max is uh, The Last of Us. The Last. Is that what it's called? That sounds familiar. Yeah. The Last of Us is a game and it's got a oh, man. What's his name? Mandalorian. Who's the Mandalorian? Oh, um, Pablo Pasquel. Yeah. Pablo Pascal. Pop Pablo? No. Pop Pedro. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. And it's okay. It's kind of like a zombie flick. It's kind of kind of like a zombie series. So I always love the beginning of zombie series where they where they have to start before the zombie apocalypse and kind of introduce you into the world of the zombie apocalypse. And then when the zombies show up, they're all confused. Like, <laughs> who are these people that look ill walking towards me, dragging one foot? But but these zombies are not your typical uh, blood virus zombies. Okay. These are fungal zombies. Fungal zombies. Fungal zombies. Okay. So the fungus takes over the human body the way that there are certain funguses so, that take over ants. It's like they got jock itch. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> jock itch expands. No, but there's a there's a specific fungus that takes over in ants. And it and it replaces the ant material with its own material, and rather than rather okay. than kill the ant, it it um, it takes control of the ant's nervous system, and it uses the ant as a puppet to walk around and stuff. <laughs> do things. So can they lift like you know how like ants can lift like a hundred times their body weight? Or is it that how they are? Well, this is just an ex just a, a an oversimplified explanation that they kind of give in the first episode. So, but they do look very strong, some of them, and some of them aren't, and they just look super scary. So, what is the name of this? Um, let me see. Let me make sure. So I can, so I, <laughs> so I can, because I like zombies. I mean, I'm a zombie dude. Right. It's called The Last of Us. The Last of Us. And it's a game. It's like a first-person shooter game. Wait, what? It's a game. It was a game, you know, and then they developed it into a series. It's, okay. What I'll 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 watch an episode. I'll see how it goes. Watch an episode on HBO. HBO HBO Max. Yeah, HBO's solid. They're, they're very I mean, solid. They come out with some good stuff. So we'll have to see. I mean, I'm curious now. I'm intrigued. They're falling. They're falling. You know, it feels like Apple is the new HBO. Really. Apple TV Plus. Where they have the, the... The quality. Well, not just the quality, but it's also the freedom to... Kind of like an A24 right. to where they can extend out and not have to worry about what the critics say. Exactly, exactly. And they put what they... Like, you know, screw you, <laughs> we're going to make what we mock We're going to make the quality uh, TV shows or, or, or series or movies right. that we want to make. 
Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, give give it a give it a look. I mean, the, I'll check it out. And it, yeah. since you don't even know that it's a game, like you'll have a fresh eye to it. Um, I I one of my coworkers he he played the game all the way through, so he he kind of has a different cynical view of it. But he's also you know. I think both of us were a little underwhelmed by the premiere, by the pilot episode. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll definitely give it a couple more weeks. I'll do one. Try it. Yeah. If it's junk, I don't have <laughs> exactly. to watch it. Exactly. Yeah. No. Because I've seen movies like that, where or movies, TV shows, where like they come out. You know, like what was the one the boys were watching? Well, the boys wanted to watch, and I said, "All right, well, let's see how it is." I think we watched one episode, and they were kind of like it was too violent for them or something. Oh, really? Halo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Halo and Right. They never played it, but they but they knew it was a video game and they're like, Oh, it's a video game, let's watch it. And then it's like people shooting each other and blowing each other up. And they're like There's a lot of straight up war, yeah. Yeah, and the boys are like, I don't want to watch this. I'm like, good, I don't want to either. I think you know? Halo actually got better. I think Halo had had a decent What platform was that? Like Showtime or something or Halo. I don't remember. No, we didn't have Showtime. Paramount, isn't it Paramount? Maybe oh it was Paramount. Paramount, I think. Yeah. yeah. Paramount. All right, man. Did you get your car back yet? Oh, yes. I got my car back. Oh, you did get it back. Okay. Um, And, the, you know, the children cheered. <laughs> so, cheered. They were so happy to get the car back. We got room again. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and so because I have the car wrap and because I have uh, sexy buttons, you know, buttons that you can add on, you kind of, but you have to. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You have to unplug part of it and put a little wiring harness in between it so because of the wrap and because of all that i had to sign a big disclaimer when i was putting in for service they're like if anything happens to your aftermarket uh augmentations we're not responsible and you can't hold us liable to replace anything that we break oh i got and they had to since they had to replace one of the pillars they took one of my stickers so one of my imperial stickers is off on one side but i'm like i'll leave it like that it's kind of cooler to have one side with a white a white uh, pillar or something you mean or no it's no it's a it's all black it's black glass but I had a, a sticker an imperial sticker the way that K2SO has stickers on his shoulders oh I see what you mean because it's kind of like the shoulder of the car yeah 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 so it's just on one side now with all the rain and weather that we've been having does that impact the wrap at all no the wrap is perfect for it it's great oh okay so it, like it doesn't like bubble or do anything no 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 it it, it 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 does well under all weather and you know it's actually it likes the heat a lot better like it'll heal itself in the heat yeah but cold doesn't really do anything to it okay yeah cool so it's nice it's just a it's a protectorant so it's good yeah wonderful all right man so now that you're all protected uh-huh how'd your beer finish i'll take the last sip right there and just tell you i see um yeah you know it's it's very funny that this is did it finish like a lager it did finish like a lager like they get warm and funky it got flat and just funky it it didn't get too warm because it's kind of cold out here too um but it just got flat and like flavor the flavor just evaporated out of it you know yeah yeah the crispness that was there kind of muted any of the flavors in there so it's it is it is meant to be drunk cold and quickly cold and quick How about you? Um, yeah, mine is gone. So I did finish it. And as it warmed, it got better. Uh-huh. I mean, an all around 
nice, fresh. I, I would say it's not great for a cold winter's right. night. I mean, it's 36 degrees out right now. Um, I think it's supposed to get into the high 20s, maybe mid 20s okay. here, like around 25 degrees. Uh, it's not for that, I wouldn't say. I would say this is one of those kind of IPAs when you're done cutting okay. the grass on a hot summer day. And once you're done with the grass, you go in, kick up your your you know your heels, you put on the baseball game, you drink a beer, you love baseball. <laughs> it's a pitcher's duel, so you fall asleep. <laughs> you know, like it's that kind of a beer. You know, it's like super. Like it, it's just it's refreshing and crisp and sweet. I love I love that we have two seven seven percent ABV beers. And we both talk about how light and fresh and refreshing they are when when the world when the world's used to four point five and five point oh, you know. Right, right. But you know, again though, I mean what like we've always said, it goes back to balance. And when you have a balanced beer, it shouldn't taste like if you have a beer that tastes like it's gonna knock you uh-huh. down, that's not a very good beer. Right. You're not drinking bourbon. <laughs> You know, I mean, you're drinking like something that's well crafted. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, then that's a good sign, I guess. Awesome. All right, man. Sounds good. We'll get this in the can and we'll see you for 216. All right. See you next week. All right, Ted. Later. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.